Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Primary school is a new frontier for parents with children starting prep or kindy for the first time. There are lots of things the school will tell you, other parents to meet, new timetables to get your head around. Chances are you haven't thought of what costs might come up during the year. Kate Brown is a personal finance expert at finder.com.au and she's here to remind us what costs we need to be ready for during the school year. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hello. Good, thank you. This is a good refresher for me because my son is starting school this year. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, Yes. There'll be a few tears. So what do parents need to allow for before the school year begins because you might be thinking oh I just have to spend money when I get there yeah or maybe not at all but yeah there are some outlays aren't there I, I think you know that's a really good point and often we're very focused on the emotional the emotional um, aspects of our children starting school or the developmental will they fit in will they make friends but there is a real financial cost um, we did a survey of finder of Australian parents and um, we saw that 39% of them said the most stressful aspect of raising a child is childcare and school costs. So even if you're in childcare, which is expensive, you don't really get a break from that when you hit school. Um, if you're sending your child to a public school, it will definitely be cheaper than private long daycare, but you, you're still going to be shelling money out. And often it's for things that you wouldn't necessarily consider up front. Mm. And I think one of the things, this is my public service announcement for the year 2020, is if you're listening to this and your child is starting school this year, remember to buy their school shoes before the week before school. (laughs) I'm laughing because I made the same error the first time around. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sometimes they sell out of shoes. Oh, they do. And um, I have... And it's horrific. I have a a local shoe shop that just sells children's shoes, which is amazing. But during the end of January, they actually have to install a ticket system because there are people queued up outside. Everybody wants school shoes. And like you said, a lot of styles sell out. Um, One of my kids has got really wide feet, so like only two styles would fit her. Um, (laughs) Of course, if you go too early, their feet can grow. No! Children are so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fine line, Um, but it's a very worthy one. And and, and also you want to make sure they're worn in so you don't have little, you know, school starts in Australia in the hottest time of the year. So you want to make sure their little feet are suited and ready to go on those shoes and not going to get blisters and things like that. But it's a very good point. Yeah. And also, I mean, we've already got his school uniform, but he's my youngest. Mm. And when my daughter started school, I didn't realise just how affordable and how totally okay it is to get secondhand clothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, and it's a great one to access. And if you're a newbie to a school, often it's not always apparent how to do that. But if you are a newbie to a school, um, reach out to the school and see if they have a clothing pool or they have a way of dealing with secondhand clothes. Most of them do. I know at our school, just the sheer amount of stuff that's been left in lost property at the end of each year would make any parent want to cry. <laughs> I was looking for my daughter's jacket one day and each jacket cost $45. I know because I bought more of them than I should have. And I 
I was looking for hers and I stacked them up on the floor and that pile was reached hip height on me. And I reckon there was $3,000 worth of jackets there. Now, wow. that mountain never really drops away. So that's just jackets. So you layer in hats and, and, and shoes, hopefully not shirts. You do see shirts in there and I think, well, How did what is happen? that child wearing? <laughs> What's going on here? Why are there shorts in here? But definitely reach out to your school because they may be able to connect you up with some other parents. As you said, Chev, kids grow like weeds um, and, and often those those uniforms look barely worn and yeah. they're no longer useful to you. So it's definitely a really smart thing to, to look and out for. super cheap. Yes. So what kinds of fees are associated with public schools? Because we all think public schools are free, but that ain't necessarily so. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. We you know we always hit with the, the fees around private schools, but public schools do come at a cost. So there's obvious things that we're probably all across thanks to advertising, which is like stationery and lunchboxes and backpacks and, you know, shoes. Um, But there are other things that you may not think of. So the first one is some schools require kids to bring their own devices. So it could be an iPad or a laptop, probably not in kindy, but, you know, sometimes from year one, year two, that can happen. There's a cost. Um, You've got to shell out for that device, a protective cover, advisedly. Um, (laughs) That's going to cost money. The The other one is the fees. So most public schools will issue invoice each parent for fees. Now, these fees are voluntary, but it's not always that clear that that's what they are. And that can range depending on the school you go to. So I was doing a little bit of research before I came in, and I know one particular school in New South Wales was charging about $2,000 per child. This was a high school, but it hadn't been made particularly clear to the parents that this is a voluntary payment. So it's a little bit muddy. I think I think most parents, if they can afford the fees, are pretty happy to pay them um, because you do get a lot of bang for your buck in a public school. But, you know, we we all pay tax as well and and they are public schools but that fee can range from you know seven hundred dollars a year i think you mentioned chevrolet you probably about eight hundred yeah well you do it in half yearly and at the end of the year yes yeah and that usually is for things like extracurricular stuff or it's for excursions or at my daughter's school it's to help pay for an art program which is absolutely wonderful and i'm really supportive of but it is just interesting not all schools communicate um and you you kind of need to know when it's going to come because uh, i don't know about anyone else but i have to be across when the big bills come mm, in because we may right. not have money in the account. And guaranteed these ones are going to arrive just when, I don't know, you know, those other big yearly car. bills. You service your car, you've got to pay your insurance, home and contents insurance. Yeah, it's and again, it's one of these things that you don't tend to get told and it's still, in my experience, a bit of a mystery as to what that final figure is going to be. Mm. Your child tends to just bring home a note a couple of days into the first term and that's that's what you're paying. Looking into it, it is voluntary. And, you know, if you are experiencing financial problems, you're absolutely within your rights to speak to the school. Legally, there's there's no, a child cannot be excluded from a school if their parents cannot pay. So I think it's just a really important point. If you are struggling or you need to pay it off in instalments or you want to question what it is, you're absolutely within your right to do that. And it is ultimately, at the end of the day, a voluntary fee. Like I said, lots of parents are really happy to pay that and and support the school, but it isn't compulsory. It's Mm. certainly not going to preclude your child from going to school. And you just mentioned excursions and things like that. I Mm. mean, are there other costs throughout the year that 
parents need to be mindful of? Like, would mm. you even suggest that we have mm. a separate account where we put money just for school things? Or it could be a good idea. And I mean, um, you know, the dreaded word planning again. <laughs> um, look, if you know about these fees, or you know now because you listen to this, you know, speak speak to the school, even if it's before the term starts, and just say, can I get a rough idea of what it's going to be? I understand we have to pay for excursions. Do you know how many excursions and roughly how much they're going to be? The schools usually plan this stuff pretty far in advance, but even if they haven't got down to a granular detail, they should be able to give you a ballpark figure. So at least then you can have a budget set aside or you can put the money aside if you wanted to do that. Um, Some common ones, excursions, as we mentioned, a lot of schools have an art program or a sports program or a music program. That is all at an extra cost. So again, these are wonderful things that a lot of schools run, but they do come at a cost. I know certainly my daughters are involved in the music program at their school, which is great, but they had to rent. We have to pay for the rental of the instruments, we have to pay for a tutor as well. So there are lots of little areas, but yeah, look, my advice would be speak to the school. Um, schools admin teams are really helpful. They're going to have a pretty good idea of what the year is going to look like. That's why they do all that planning on those days when we can't send our kids to school. Um, <laughs> teacher planning days. So yeah, I, I think you know, reach out to them. Don't expect them to reach out to you because that's when you get the the note home squashed under a banana in the bag and <laughs> you discover that you're you're gonna have to pay seven hundred dollars with people. no warnings. Yes. Yeah, check the bags. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you can think of that we should be keeping our eye on? Yeah, look I think school time, as you'd know from from your, your daughter's experience, is, is it, it's a different time. It's very social time for your child. So birthday parties Oh my lord. How could I forget the yes. birthday party? And the old everyone in the class gets invited to the birthday party, which is lovely, but it also means potentially your child's going to go to 23 parties and each mm. child's going to need a present. So that's a huge cost blowout. And again, it's just, you know, I really notice how much that ramped up in those first few years of school. Um, mercifully, it does seem to drop off a little. Um, now oh, my oldest daughter is a little older. The the parties become less full on and it's usually one or two friends um, and going to the movies or eating a pizza is involved. So there is hope. Um, but <laughs> the, the kindergarten year one, year two, at one point I just felt like I was con- taking – one of my children to a party every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah. Sometimes back to back. Um, and look, people can be very generous with gifts, but it does add up. So that's just something to be mindful. Because the other one that's starting to become a trend is a lot of parents are seeking tutoring and coaching for their kids out of school. This is a bit of a contentious one. You know, not everyone in education field is supportive of this. Some people do it because they want their kids to extra excel. Other people do it because their kids are falling behind. If you are going to look at that and you are considering tutoring, I definitely wouldn't recommend it in kindergarten. But, you know, if it's something you want to do down the track, it's definitely worth looking into. It's not a massively regulated area. So, and prices can range wildly from by the hour, by the term, it can be hundreds of dollars, sometimes thousands of dollars. So if you are going to look for a tutor, it's the onus is going to be on you to check their qualifications, their references, find out, you know, how they've done with other students. And also just know that if someone's really good at something academically, they may not be the best teacher. So just something to bear in mind. It is definitely a trend we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of children being coached out of hours. My view on that is beyond the financial, just, just maybe talk to the school first before you dive in. And if you are going to do it from a financial perspective, you know, you really need to do your research. The onus is going to be on you to do it because there's a lot of a lot of operators out there that are kind of charging whatever they like. Wow. Yeah. Kate, thanks so much for talking with us today. Oh, welcome.
That's Kate Brown. She's a personal finance expert at finder.com.au. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.